Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Do you remember when we first got started going to public play parties about 20 years ago, how things were a little darker and the music was more thuddy and it was more of a dungeon than a play space? I do remember that. It was all kind of scary and spooky and naughty and I really liked it. <laughs> and although the uh, the play space is still naughty, it's not quite as dungeony as it used to be. And yeah, that, it doesn't seem like it, yeah. And that kind of impacts the type of play that we see as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Not for good or bad, but... Just it, different. Yeah, it's a different kind of exchange you're getting into. This week on Erotic Awakening, Beyond the Slap and Tickle, Sexy Sensations, and Deep into Gumba. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank our awesome Patreon supporters like Lisa. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards, as well as audible excerpts from our book, Living MS, and soon the Polyamory Toolkit. Ah, I added that in there. I did, because I like both of the books. I do, too. Uh, lately, we've been involved in a uh, Living MS book club. Yes. And uh, we didn't put that together. Somebody else put that together. But uh, we've been fortunate to be able to participate in that. Yeah, we sit in and, you know, I, I was kind of worried that um, people would uh, not participate because you and I were sitting in on it. Mm -hmm. But instead... Um, it, it's gone really well. So, you know, sometimes you can tell that they're maybe kind of hesitant, hesitant, but um, I don't want to comment on anything that they're reading until after other people have commented. Yeah. So, and the way we're doing it with Discord, you know, you just put a C in there that you have a comment and then you wait your turn. So that's kind of neat. So, so we're doing something similar for our Patreon fans doing a little living MS, finding mm -hmm. some polyamory toolkits, some kind of book clubby things. Yeah. You get to interact with us and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We, we've been doing it on Zoom, and um, I know I said polyamory toolkit, though we won't be reading full chapters for polyamory toolkit like we are with living MS, simply because we're going to have an audio version come Hope, out at some point. Hopefully. So once we're allowed to have another person in the office with us, right. <laughs> once that's allowed so that they can run the whole recording part of it, it's, it's hard to record and stop when one of us makes a mistake and start recording. It's hard to do that and yep. do the reading and be in the headspace. You, you so. need an audio engineer for is something we figured out as we've tried to do it to be both authors, readers, and audio engineer. It's pretty complicated. Pretty so complicated. And didn't, didn't know I would need this, but I need a uh, to jump on OK Collar or however people find people now and say I need a quarantine slave. <laughs> so I'm sure there would be people that would be willing to do that, but uh do you really want them around all the time? You've really been getting into your mode of yes, <laughs> being, being by very, yourself. Very, very, <laughs> uh, I just so happens I just wrapped up a, uh, and trust me, oh, podcast listeners, we will get to the kink in just a moment, but I did just finish a, a week of paid time off from my job. I'm very fortunate that I've, and we'll talk about that in a moment too. I'm very fortunate that I got to keep my job so far. Uh, although I found that work from home is going to go for another couple of months yet. Months. Months. Yet. Yeah. So enjoying that paid time off. Last Spending week. a week doing a couple motorcycle rides, but mainly doing nothing. 
video game. I, you have a video game that you're really into with a friend of yours. Yeah. And um, that's where you've been spending a lot of hours. So that was kind of cool. Blew my mind. So as soon as your staycation was done, something happened with your gaming server and you had to start all over. All those hours you put in during your staycation, your, yep. your paid time off, and uh, you have to start all over. Yeah, so whatever. last last night, I'm I'm asking you and your friend, you know, doesn't this bum you? Doesn't this? And you're like, no, I get to start all over again, and you know, create from the beginning. And I'm like, okay, yep. I'm just mining ore for you. If I were <laughs> to have point me in the right direction, if I were to have uh, a couple of people, a couple of podcast listeners, reach out and say, dude, I'm a big computer gamer too. What server? I want to join your server. We could do an EA game server. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be an interesting way to interact with people? That would be kind of neat. So. All, right. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Well, we've Talk. been doing some, some. Um, I was going to say unusual, crazy, weird, but everybody's doing it right now, right? So we're doing some stuff with the space. So we've got some Zoom stuff with the space. We did Kinky and Geeky online with some stuff with uh, Jackbox, Jackbox TV. Yep. Which and, is a game, online games you mm-hmm. can play together. And... Um, the Pinterest group just told me that they want another Zoom meeting for May. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do um, Pinterest kinky crafters over a Zoom meeting where we're each in our own home doing our own craft, but we're interacting. So and th- things like that. So here's a craft for you. And this is kind of a, a multi, multi-pronged multi segue. Okay. Uh, we had mentioned that I... Hey, podcast listeners. How you doing? <laughs> I'm going to be talking about my cock soon Uh-oh. and sexy, kinky shit. <laughs> but give me this minute. This is kinky too, though. Uh, we've been talking about how I've been fortunate to keep my job. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, ain't making shit. No. Nope, a little bit of online it. sales, but overall, not doing a lot of vending. Obviously, right. that's obviously, that's impacted, right? You can't go do the shows. Well, so, I can't do that. And I can't do what I was, um, what is that word? Where. No, no, no. Where I was working with um, Arcane and with Malaprop stuff and oh, having to apprentice. learn Apprentice. Yeah. Yes. So I haven't been able to do any of that. And yeah. Yeah. So um, the reason we're telling you this old podcast listeners is because we are uh, fortunate that uh, last week on the podcast, we mentioned Kink Academy and they've said, you know what? We are, we would just, how about we pay your hosting fees and you throw us a bone every once in a while. Uh, kind of a win-win situation there. Fantastic. Uh, we thought, and again, you guys know we're we're somewhat picky on who we talk about on the show. Um, mm-hmm. There's a certain um, company that's very well known for selling sex toys that we don't necessarily support. Not that we're, yeah, we are kind of anti them. Cheap shit from. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, it's but not- Kink Academy is, I mean, there's like a, 160 sex educators that are not paid sex educator. I mean, some of them are, but they're like you and me. There yeah. are people that are actually involved in the lifestyle, involved in what they're talking about, and actually teaching shit. with what we're talking about, teaching. Yeah. yeah so, so great stuff on there. It's, it's great to be able to mention that. Uh, if you need a uh, quarantine project, mm-hmm. there's uh, over on, and this is this a, a free video you can check out. You can go get over to Kink Academy. There's a uh, free video on how to make jute rope. Oh, neat. At some point, this uh, we are going to start going to play parties and stuff again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this jute mode rope, I made it myself. Nice. So there you go. There's your there's your uh, quarantine hobby, oh, podcast listeners. I bet you they've got videos on making other stuff, too. I'm going to have to check that uh, out. Absolutely. Um, so 
Don, recently you and I had the opportunity to teach online. We were teaching a Colorado Bear Den. Uh huh. Colorado Bears Den. And they asked us to teach a class called uh, Beyond the Slap and Tickle. Tickle. Yeah. So one one of the people that asked us that is actually one of our Patreons. One of our, our Patreon yeah. supporters and was in on the call that we did with our our, our Patreons, our patrons, um, a little while back. Yep. And we happened to mention something about how we felt about something. And they were like, oh, come talk to us about that. Yes. And that was that was pretty cool. And, and that us happened to be the Colorado Bear Den. We had about 14 people on there. Mm-hmm. And what we were talking about, and this goes all the way back to the beginning little intro thingy that we did, was that... As I mentioned 20 years ago, when we came into the scene, and we came into the scene, we came into house parties at the uh, NLA, National mm-hmm. Leather Alliance Columbus. And they were very much a, they were both, they, now, I, you know what, it, I don't want to say that it wasn't fun. It was fun. We had a great time. The music was great. It was intense. It was intense. But it was a different level of intensity than today's modern play space in that it was just a little more regulated. This is the play space. This is the social space. So when I take you from the social space to the play space, it is more of a, that's part of the scene itself. And it's like walking through a gateway. Yes. You leave the, the, um, safe place. Yeah. You leave the safe place. You leave the conversation. You leave all of that behind And now you're going into the dungeon and it's usually dark. It might have flickering lights. You know, it's all kind of, (laughs) yeah, dark. And the fun part is we're not actually talking about that. We're not talking about the environment change. Mm -mm. The current and and Columbus space is as uh, impacted as this, as anybody else, any other play spaces we've been to. It's simply a different jam nowadays. For and this isn't true of all places, but most of them are. It's a different jam. It's, uh, of course, you don't want a lot of loud talking and conversations in the play space, but well, it's not quite. You know, it's it's just not the same energy. It's not the well, same gateway you mentioned. Right, and now it seems to be, and again, not good or bad. Two different experiences, but now it seems to be more of a social event instead yes. of a. Connection. Connection, yes. So here's where this is the actual topic that we're getting to, is not the fact that the environment's different. That's not really important. The energy of the people that play, that interact, that have scenes, seems to be somewhat different. And that's okay. But what we're talking about today is what if you don't want a, what if you want a deeper, intimate, connected scene Regardless of whether the play space feels dark and thuddy and scary or it's light and airy and the, the, the music to play to is Nickelback. True story. <laughs> How do you maintain or that deeper, intimate scene with your partner? So, and it's, you know, and it is really what some of us crave and, you know, when I start explaining how the, the scenes that I like, if, if we were talking to a crowd, well, even the Zoom meeting that we had, even mm-hmm. though everybody was on mute, you can see the heads bobbing, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And what I do is is I explain it as uh, usually when I negotiate with somebody, they're like, what's your favorite toy? Mm-hmm. And I have to sit there and explain to them 
that I don't particularly have a favorite toy. For me, the toys are tools to get to the headspace that I want to get to. Right. So I want to get to a headspace where I am connected to that other human being, to where we are touching, there's an energetic connection, maybe even an emotional connection for that scene. Um, And that's what I'm looking for. So what tool can that person use? What toy, what tool to get me to that headspace to where I want to submit and I want to be vulnerable and I want to float away but be in my body? It's very hard to describe. Mm-hmm. I had a um, a really interesting situation that illustrates this for me not too long ago. I was at a one of the big event play parties, and there's somebody that I've been talking to for a couple of months, and we just haven't had the opportunity to play. And finally, all right, tonight's night, we're going to go ahead and play. Somebody that I find uh, physically and humanly attractive, and they said, and I said, you know, so what kind of play, what kind of scene are we going to do? And we've negotiated a bunch of stuff in general. We said, what do you like, not like? But I said, what kind of scene do you want to do? And, and she said, well, anything you want to do. We've, we've talked the big boundaries. Anything within those big boundaries is good for me, whatever you're into. And I looked and I found toys that allowed me to have that close interaction, that intimate mm-hmm. and and again intimate here does not mean i'm sticking anything in anything intimate means i am in your personal space you are paying attention to me you are aware of what i'm going to do and i'm not going to do what you think i'm going to do and you don't have a chance to think or joke or giggle or have a conversation it's intense and connected and there in your face right the idea of a scene that as, as and now we get a little deeper in or esoteric or whatever you want to call it, but as you and I and all human beings walk around all day in our in our meat suits, we have our our shields that are projections of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. I'm as guilty as this as anybody. I walk around and hey, it's the Dan or you know gamer Dan or lately hasn't had a shower every day like he's <laughs> going into the office Dan. <laughs> And the scenes that we're talking about are the scenes that slap that disguise away and get to the meat of who you are and gets deeper into that shit. And some people just don't dig that. So, And that's true. Some people, that's not what they want. Right. Right? So that's why negotiation is good with this. Actually, I rarely get to this spot unless it's with someone that I've known for a while. So this whole deepness, Mm -hmm. right? So I have very few pickup play partners because as a bottom, as a submissive, it's harder for me to let those walls down with someone that I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, with this type of play, that means that we actually don't even need toys, right? How many times have you and I walked into a dungeon and or play space without our toy bag and still been able to play and have a kick-ass scene. Or create a toy bag yeah. on the way. Uh, some of our better scenes have been created because we didn't bring our toys with us. I remember one where we did, uh, I took a, a t-shirt that I was wearing, mm-hmm. tied it to one of your wrists and tied it to my wrist. I'm and, thinking of the same mm-hmm. scene. Yep. Was yep. that KK? Yeah, we didn't have yeah. a place to play because all the furniture was gone. So we said, all right, well, this is our. right, we're going to stick this little spot right here. 
and we danced in a little circle mm-hmm. there and that was a fucking hot ass scene. It was. So that was that was amazing. And and that's what the type of energy that I'm looking for. That's what we mean when we say beyond the slap and tickle, right? It's it's the head. It's getting into the head. So if you were negotiating with a top mm-hmm. and you said that's the kind of scene I'm looking for and the top said, "Oh, that sounds fantastic. What 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 do I do? How do I get there? What's what how do I get my headspace to that place to take you there?" If I can talk them into letting out their dominance and being instinctive and giving them big boundaries, mm-hmm. like you said that person gave you was the big boundaries. I call that, what do we call that? Lake negotiation. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a lake. You give them these boundaries of where the lake is and they can play anywhere in there. So if I, you know, if I said, okay, so I, my fetish, my kink is to be dominated. Can't be dominated unless you're, the other person's really into it as well, right? It's kind of hard to pretend to dominate somebody and for that submissive to, to feel it. But, um. I would, I would tell them, okay, here's some hard limits. Don't go there. I would let them know if I was into sex or not, usually not if it's a, if it's a new person. And then I tell them to be instinctive and to be okay with kissing my skin and stroking my skin and trying to weave something around me while we play. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so hard to describe. And usually I can tell during the negotiation if it's going to go well or not. Yeah. So. And you're lucky that you can. Sometimes you can tell during negotiation. Sometimes you can't. I don't. I only play now that way. Mm -hmm. I can't say only. But you get to control that. That you get to play that way. And if the person's not responsive, then you've still done your part. Right? Well, uh, there's, 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 if that's the type of play that I'm looking for and mm-hmm. somebody is not responsive. And that doesn't mean anything bad or good on Mm-mm. either side of us, but I will tap out of that scene. Yeah. And I, as a dom, I'm allowed to say for it out. And I can think of more than one occasion where I've done that, where the, just the dance wasn't happening the way I was looking for it to happen. So, and see, as a bottom, sure, I can safe word, but I, I only do that if something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. If it turns into not being exactly what I was looking for, which is hard to put together sometimes, right? And um, I, I can think of somebody that I, I, I wanted to play with. We had talked a little bit, hadn't really watched him play before, but knew he was skillful, had talked to some people before that said, you know, he was skillful and, you know, easy to be with and things like that. And he asked me to play and I negotiated with him and it kind of sounded like he was on board with what I was looking for. And then we went to play and I realized he wasn't really comfortable with what I had said I had wanted, right? Or what turns me on. Totally understandable, right? You know, that sort of deep play can be hard for a first play time. So I just kind of went into the headspace of, all right, this is going to be more skillful and more technical. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to be a bad scene. I just needed to shift my focus on what I greedily wanted. <laughs> And into what was going to be. Right. So, which made it a good scene. It was a good scene. It it wasn't the level that I was looking for, but it was still a good scene. So, and I have learned from someone else, as in I played with them before they got it. And it was very technical. Remember the spanking Mm -hmm. scene at the spanking party that that I use during a workshop sometimes. 
Um, that was very technical. Oh, so technical. I got nothing out of it. And then they took our sensual class and played again and they totally got it. Right. So instead of it being about the drumsticks, it then became about me. Yeah. And that's the difference when someone is so into their, their technical application of a toy instead of me as a person Mm -hmm. receiving that, that's where the disconnect happens. Right. Not that we don't want people to be skillful, right? You want people to be skillful, but for me, I need to be more than the skill. And and if you think about it from a perspective of a, uh, of a painter, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, True art that comes after the painter has learned the brush and learned the paint combinations. And they don't have to sit there and think through, all right, if I mix blue and green, I'm going to get, I, I, I don't know. What is that? Blue and green mixed. Uh, blue, brown? blue and green is blue, green. Blue, green. Okay. Aqua. So, but if anyway. you do yellow and red, you get orange. Right. So, or something like that. So getting beyond that and getting to that instinctive place. So the thing that I recommend to, if you are a top that wants to learn how to, and wants to play like this, is you find a couple toys, a limited set of toys, right? I mean, you probably have a toy bag with 900 things in it, and that's fantastic. But find those two or three things that you can get super instinctive with, that you are very familiar with. For me, I have a, a not only do I have a flogger, but I also have a pair of leather-weighted hand hooby-doobs. Gloves? Um, no, nope, not the gloves. These? The gloves are good too. No, the the ones I hold in my hands. They're, oh, uh, these? Yeah, I don't even know what those suckers are called. Oh, these weighted cylinders. Yeah. That you hold in your hand like, yeah, a, but, like a bicycle handlebars almost. Grips. Like grips. bike grips. Eh, if you're trying to picture this, wait till we get YouTube going. And we'll show you what it is. <laughs> Regardless, it is something that is very comfortable in, in my hands. Um so that I don't have to think about the technical application of how hard I'm hitting and all that kind of crap, right? It allows the instinctive aspects to come out. The other part of it, though, is you have to give your once to negotiate. And I'm I, I'm bad at this, and I'm I'm learning how to do this. It's taken me a long time to learn how to do this. Is to recognize once the negotiation is over, to accept the negotiation is over, and they've really been honest about what they want. I have in the past had a bad. Uh, habit of seeing I'm playing with somebody and my brain says, whoa, I think you're pushing it a little bit far. You better, you better chill out instead of instinctively saying, nope, you know, let's just rock and let's dance. Again, I, I keep coming back to it, art and dance, but it is like that. It is that instinctive thing. It's drumming. It is playing without thinking about the audience, without thinking about playing and just doing it. It's really, you know, and it's, it's you, yeah, and it's you and the other individual. And what I just wrote down so I didn't cut you off was a confidence. Yes. When I have, um, when the other person that's playing with me has confidence in what they're doing, that's part of where the connection, because they're not questioning everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. Though, they, though they could be, right? Because consensuality is, is huge in our culture. Absolutely. So even when I play with um, a certain someone that I play with at events now after watching him for a few years... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Before before asking him anything, even even now after we've played more than a few times for more than a few years, he'll still ask me consensual things, right? right. You know, are you sure you're okay with this? We haven't gone too far. Are you sure, you know, are you sure you're okay? And he'll check in with me, but he still has a confidence 
about what he's doing. Yes. He just needs a little guidance to make sure that he's on the right path, right? And it's not going to bite him in the ass, basically. And, you know, but even with the one guy, and I don't want to mention his name on air, he's not part of the community anymore, I don't think. He went off and, and is doing something else now. But um, we only played together a couple of times, and he was still kind of new to the community. And um, he talked to you, and you gave him permission to do what he was going to do, and it was a fear play scene. And he had never really done that with anybody before, but he was so confident that he knew how he was going to do it and how he was going to freak me out and keep me safe. That was an amazing scene. That was an amazing scene. No tools no toys. Mm-hmm. It, it was all about how he stood me on this uh, web. It's like an A-frame web on each side. And there's a ledge that kind of goes up. Mm-hmm. And the way he would have me stand on that ledge and tell me to cross my arms and fall backwards <laughs> fucked with my head. Sure. But he, he had the confidence and it made me submit, I don't know if submit's the right word, but it made me want to do what he wanted me to do and not want to do what he right. wanted me to do. <laughs> that was that was years ago. Oh, my God. That was a but long time ago. That was a long time yep. ago. But that was, so for me, that's what I look for in a scene, though. I mean, I like a spanking. I like a caning. But it's just not about that. I love pain. I love all that stuff. But, man, if you can get that extra piece in there of it just being the two of us and getting into my head and being there, yeah, you know? And I think that's, I'm coming to understand, that's one of the reasons why you find quickies satisfying. <laughs> Isn't that surprising? Most people would say they don't like quickies. And I would say, you know. I, I do. But, but I'm understanding that, that that's part of it. That's part of that, that intimacy, the dance, the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also uh, just randomly mentioning that quickie. I don't know why. It just, just came up in my head. And it becomes, it's like in this quick spurt, haha. <laughs> it's an instant connection, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a it's a give and take and a physical thing and a it's goal oriented, which I'm not always into, mm-hmm. but. Just the nature of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, here's what's not necessarily good stuff. Okay. Um, so one of the areas that, and, and actually I'll, I'll double segue this. Uh, when we were talking to Colorado Bear Den about um, Beyond the Slap and Tickle and what mm-hmm. we're talking about, one of the things that we talked about was that we kind of dig the um, – exhibitionist the non don't get caught exhibition play mm-hmm. like for example getting fingered in an elevator right and then you're getting on you know you're waiting oh my god i hope he's paying attention because the door is going to open but this feels so good sort of thing mm-hmm. somebody mentioned a, uh, a one of my favorite subreddits called hold, hold the moan oh yeah which leads me to recognize another subreddit that i've been sitting on because as we sit at home and you got a little extra time there's one called deep into youtube and what that one is, it's not kinky. It is about, it's people that have found YouTube channels that like have nobody watching, nobody viewing it and wacky shit on it, right? Uh, this particular one I was watching right before we got started on the podcast today was top 10 sexy anime. 
right? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a neat little, that'll be fun to talk about on the podcast. Um, it is actually kind of a fucked up top 10 sexy anime. I would not recommend you go look at it. It's dopey. <laughs> of course, now everybody's going to. <laughs> yeah. And I walked in here going, what are you listening to? That's yes. kind of abrasive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, the guy was like, oh, Gombas, you know, from Mario. Um, okay. The little mushroom dudes that get oh, jumped on. Yeah. Oh, they're so hot the way they run into the Mario. I, you know, I don't know what the guy was going on <laughs> about there. Not- so it wasn't like it was Hedon, Hedon, Hedonistic Bot, what's his name? Off of Futurama? Yes. To eat the grapes? Yes. So. <laughs> See, that would have been that See, to me, been that's to what me. I thought it would be. You find him sexy, do you? No, but they do have some sexy robots on there. Hooker bot? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, honey. Uh, I'm not well, speaking of which. <laughs> it's not just tentacle sex I like. Robot sex would be cool, too. Uh, alien be, sex. We'll or... talk about your tentacle sex in a moment. First off, I do want to mention, if you are not tired of listening to Dan and Dawn, well, this won't help at all. But if you'd like to read about Dan and Dawn, you and I have an interview up on a Kink Weekly. That's uh, kinkweekly.com. Uh, we have an interview with Dan and Dawn. Nice. You find out uh, how we feel about all kinds of things. They had all kinds of questions for us. And, I remember uh, that. We had all kinds of answers for them. I hope they um, shrunk some of our answers because we do talk a lot. Oh, we actually filled that out in writing, didn't we? Yes, yes. My answers were much longer than yours. So Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> uh, and very much thank you. That was um, We did that with the Slave Bunny. Slave Bunny, Bunny? Uh, nice. Who we got to uh, interact with a little bit and their partner and had a great time talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting together for board gaming with them at some point oh, in our nice. Life. We did a, a Zoom double date yeah. with them. That was kind of neat, which is neat because they're like in California somewhere. So got to know them a little bit better yeah. and learn about their power exchange. And Somebody asked awesome. us. Because you use the terminology double date, somebody asked us, so was it a double date? Were you guys like flirting with each other and all that kind of jazz? And I'm like, oh, I didn't didn't think of that. I didn't think of that either. Next time we play board games, maybe I'll zoom them with no shirt on. We're just bad flirters. Yeah, No, we're we are bad flirters. I'm a fantastic flirter. You should take my flirting class. That is true. You are great. Um, But we don't know when people are flirting with us. So I don't think that's what it was. Yes. No, I don't think it was either. But that is our blind spot. We'll give you that. Um, so blah, 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 tentacles on food. Nope. Tentacles on boobs. Nope. Just plain tentacles. Yeah. We have a limitless too. We have a limitless too. So, um, tentacles, I got more stuff in from and Sam wall. So it was, um, an octopus barrette that goes in the hair. So kind of like those little tiny hats I wear sometimes mm-hmm. kind of like that, except it clips in your hair. So that was really cute. And then, um, Basanos Shibari, which kind of looks like a combination of Spanish and Japanese. So Basanos Shibari sent me a picture of a girl wrapped in tentacles. Uh, it kind of looks like an ink drawing. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then Shayla sent me a link to tentacle fingers. Like in your like glass in my, right there? my glass jar right there. Very so cool. didn't someone just send us hmm. I think someone just sent us a link to what this mug is from. Oh, the... Um, it was like Penguin Con or something. Yeah, Pengcon. Pengcon. Penguin Con. I don't... Uh, you're right. They did. Yeah. So that is kind of neat. You know what? I never noticed that. The <laughs> penguin <laughs> has tentacles and is carrying a um, Doctor Who blue box. That is definitely a Penguin Con <laughs> penguin. 
Uh, so, Dawn, you mentioned we have things on the limit list. We do. So this is a huge limit list, and there's some multiple and stuff. And I haven't seen them this time, so you get, you'll have to ask you me. You have not. So I think I'm going to go to the next page, though. Let's see what's in here. Well, actually. So um, one, two, or three? Three. All right, three is asphyxiation, light. So light choking. You know what? I was going to say no right off the bat, but when you add the word light, I'm mm-hmm. going to say yes. I do do some light. I don't like calling it breath play, but um, it is. It's light breath play, though. It is very much a... I... I, I so... <laughs> You and I have uh, had the opportunity over the years to hang out with a cat named Jay Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Not only is he a fairly well-known um, BDSM presenter, he is also, because of his medical background, often brought in as an expert witness when there's BDSM-related crimes. He's a lawyer now, too. Is he now? Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. Yep, yep. So, and then his viewpoints on breath play is that it is cannot be done safely. Whether you agree with that or not, I don't care. It's your kink. Do whatever you like. But I happen to respect that viewpoint. Now, with that being said, I still do light asphyxiation play. So, so yes, I, I dig would, it doing it. I would consider light doing breath play without making someone pass out. Okay. Is that how you would define it? No, I don't have definition for it. Okay. I, did, I do it the way I like it. Have, have I ever participated in breath play? Yes. How do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. That you've participated in yes. it? Like done it to somebody? No, had it done to me. Oh, I don't know if you've had it done to yeah. you. Yeah, right here at the space. Yeah? Um, sitting on that, that, you know, that massage table we normally keep up front? Yeah, yeah. There were a couple people playing with uh, putting bags over their heads. Oh, I remember that. See, I hear asphyxiation and I automatically assume choking. Right. I forget that it can be plastic bags and cling wrap and all yeah. that other stuff you know, that, too. That thing, Anything that cuts off the air. <laughs> that thing they tell children never to put these plastic right. bags over your head. Right. They were doing the scenes of a fix of breath play, asphyxiation play with a bag over the head. And someone was there with a watch and someone was there. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely people monitoring Spotting it. and all that. Yeah. But I was watching that and somebody jokingly said, you want to turn? And I, because I'm an, uh, either an idiot or instinctive. I said, yeah, I'll give that a shot. And someone's like, oh, he's a meditator. He'll be fine. He's not going to freak out. And you did pretty good. I did okay. Yeah. So that was Ugh. cool. Next. I was going to say, you've choked me out before too. You didn't. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. I woke I'm glad up you enjoyed a, that. I woke up with a smile on my face. I, you didn't enjoy it. I did. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it because I didn't intend to do it. Right. That was a long time ago. We have not done that since. Um, okay, so asphyxiation light. Uh, let's go with, okay, anal fucking. Sure. Um, you know what? I am not, and I've, I've mentioned this before, not a big fan. And the reason I'm not a big fan is simply because I have lack of control when I'm fucking asses, meaning I come too damn fast. That's the dealio. Um, a quickie anal fuck, though? Yeah, I thought about doing that today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Unfortunately, in quickie anal fuck, 
requires some level of participation. Uh, not sorry, participation. Some level of uh, preparation. That's true. I yeah. mean, you had to have sneaked a glob of Vaseline <laughs> on your hands. Now, they tell me penal says you don't need any. Um, exactly. Yeah, but you know what? It might be easier on you. I've got a, I like my foreskin where it's at. Thank you. And I don't need no graspy, tidy buttocks ripping my anal, my, my foreskin off. Let's move on. Understood. Understood. You're a big fan of the anal fucking. I am. So it's just something intense about it. I really like it. Um, But, you know, the funny thing is, not something I see myself doing with a stranger. To me, that's still, that's more intimate than regular fucking. And it's not something that I'm going to jump right into. So, yeah, one of those things. All right, so let's do, okay, so let's just do this one. And actually, if anybody wants to talk about this one, we'd love to have you on the air. And that's ball stretching. So have, have you ever seen it done? Be willing to do it? I'm not willing to do it. <laughs> I've never seen it done, but the words put together. <laughs> I'm not willing to do ball it. Ball stretching. On. We should look that up. Are you going to Google it? I, I'm not going to Google got, it per se. I've uh, got a good idea of what it here's is. The, here's a really interesting thing. Uh-huh. Uh, when you, you know how Google will keep your last couple of searches and then it will talk, I think, talks to Facebook and your other search things so that you, as you're going through your day, you're scrolling through things and things pop up based on your recent searches. So you're going to jump into your YouTube cha- your YouTube yes. thing and it's going to be all about the ball stretching. No, I'm going to so. do something else. I'm going to... And I actually have not seen it or, or anything, so I'd be curious as to... What the, what the attraction is. Stretching. Uh, instead of searching in the Google. Are you searching in the set? No, I'm going to search Kink Academy, actually, and see what oh, kind of nice. videos they have about that. Okay. So, Dawn, the... Um, <laughs> and there's that ball parachute again. And ball, ball stretching. Parachute? There you go. Ball stretching with paracord. Our uh, good friend of ours, uh, Lolita Wolf. Oh, teaching nice. that. So there's a couple classes here about ball stretching. I as like well Lolita. as a class on balloon play. Cool. I've seen balloon play. I've seen that a couple of times. So, But uh, Lolita, God, we've known her for 15. a long time. Yeah, about 15 years. And then I don't know that we've had her on the show, but we have yes. had her partner, Naylin, on the show as well. She has been on the show as well. Fabulous. So she's a great teacher and fun. So there's the kinky stuff for the day. Um, you will not see any pictures of my balls being stretched on Instagram. <laughs> no, that's for sure. So, and I don't know that I've put a picture up in the last week. Um, maybe the motorcycles because we went out yep. for the motorcycle ride. So I think that was the last picture I put up. But uh, yeah, we're not out presenting. We're not out flying. We're not out, you know, doing our thing to take pictures of right now. So but we're still going to call it stuff. We still call it the picture of the day. You can we find do. that at Erotic Awakening on the old Instagram. Awesome. So, and uh, get your EA shout out, head over to the eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter, which I do plan on putting out this sometime this week. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 
or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head on over to Erotic Awakening's Patreon account called patreon.com slash erotic awakening. Take a look at the options. Discounted stuff, extra content, and more with our next Zoom meeting being on May 10th at 4 p.m. And the info will go out to all of our Patreon supporters. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. I like this part. I know, the whips. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. You hear the drums, I hear the whips. (laughs) 